guys. If you don't know it by now, what are you doing with yourselves? God damn it! We've got Patreon, Sci-Guy Podcast, where you get all the bonus content, early access to stuff. You know, the episode comes out early, you get the extra Sly podcast, you get more bonus content. We've got a new team behind the podcast now, so stuff's getting starting to ramp up. We're getting ahead of the regular episodes, and soon we will be like... We will be like a load of dudes at a bucking orgy. We'll be coming everywhere, content, bukkaking all over the... Whatever. I mean, that's vulgar, and I'm sorry about that, but that's what you're getting on patreon.com forward slash podcast. So join the Revolution and see... The bonus content, the newbie series we're going to put out. We're going to have some more vloggish content. We're going to have more video content. Just get on over there now. Because if you don't, you'll be missing out. Okay? Guys, you know the drill. This is not me. Like, I'm, I'm not here just talking out my hat. I'm not lying. I'm not spoofing. Like, I know a lot of comedians come on podcasts and just make up stories and talk shite. This is the truth. The Sly Guy Podcast is sponsored by Modest Beer. If you want to know more about Modest Beer, go to their website, www.modestbeer.co.uk and then get whatever you want there. But when you're going into the checkout and you want a wee discount, Modest are giving you 15% off for being a fan of this podcast. And that's what you can get at the checkout by using the code SLYPA15. That's SLYPA, kind of like the, the, the beer IPA, the Indian Pale Ale. Except instead of I, because Sly rounds with I, see what I've done? Sly PA, so Sly Pale Ale, and 15 for 15% off. Bingo, Bob's your uncle, Fanny's your aunt, and your parents don't love you. Modest beer. I'm the Sly Guy. Hello and welcome to this week's Sly Guy podcast. We have friend of the show, and everyone's favourite corker. I don't know if that's the right phrase, corker, cork, corkian, cork, cork dude, corko, Andrew Ryan. This was this was one of the most emotional podcasts I've ever done. There were there were some stark moments, there were some silly moments, some funny moments, and then two of the most ridiculous phone calls that we've had in the history of the podcast. But it's 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 a classic. And if you just want this kind of I don't even know what else to say. It was just silly, it was fun, you'll love it. So just get yourself a rich tea, get yourself a bo- a bourbon, get pour yourself a wee cup of Earl Grey. Get yourself a wee latte <laughs> and enjoy this week's Sly Guy podcast with me and one of my favourite people, Andrew Ryan. Andrew. Dave Elliott. Welcome to the Sly Guy podcast feel, again. feel calm, feel cleansed. Cleansed. Good. I'm glad. I'm glad you're you're back because you're a you're a friend of the show and it's been a while. Last friend time, of the show, friend of you. Yeah, a friend. You know what? And in a world of of. I know. I suppose in a world of colleagues, it's nice to have friends in there yes, too. Yes, comedy is a tough place for friendships. Mm-hmm. I'll be honest with you. Some do you ever find in comedy you, you 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 sometimes think people are your friends and then something will happen and you'd be like, oh, that hurt my feelings. You could have told me about do that. You know what it is. You, know? you find out who your friends are when you release a special and you see who posts about it. Yeah. See, that's a good one. That's who yeah. your friends are. Or mm-hmm. um, I did this thing many years ago where I decided, which I thought they were my friends, and I said, you know, what, I'm. And I used to look back on the messages. I was going through a period of my life where I was like, I was getting, I felt I was making. You know, when you make the effort with people, you mm-hmm. don't feel it's it's, it's, it's the yeah. effort's coming back. And when I talk about making the effort, it's like checking in with the lads. Hey mm-hmm. man, how you getting on? How was your week? How you feeling? You know, and then they don't message you back. And then they go, oh, by the way, do you have any gigs coming up? And you go, no. Yeah, <coughs> and also. Um, but but also you got there is a way where I would cut some people some slack in terms mm-hmm. of people that have busy lives and but 
if you stop messaging people, see how many actually message you back first. Mm-hmm. And I think the older you get in life, the more your circle of friends will get smaller anyway because people have busy lives and they have kids. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I'm, listen, I'm fully aware of that. Like that, I take all that into account. But people who you're going to go, I thought we were really good mates. And, you know, I kind of helped that person maybe when they went through a breakup or I checked in with them or I met them for a coffee and mm-hmm. said, look, you know, all's good. Get, you know, try and keep yourself. And then, you know, you go through a bit of a tougher time and you go, oh. Where are they? Well, it's not that where they are. Do you know what? It's just a check-in. Like, I've a, mm-hmm. a, I won't name his name, but a, a guy in England, his mother died mm-hmm. um, in August. And I didn't know when he messaged me at the end of September. And he said, I'm just letting you know, man. Uh, my mum died there about seven weeks ago. And the reason I wanted to let you know was because I remember you talking about your mum many years mm-hmm. ago when she was ill. And I messaged him back and I just, you know, passed on my regards and all that. And then about six weeks later, I was sitting at home and I thought about him. Mm-hmm. And I thought... It would have been maybe three months since his mom had passed now. Mm-hmm. And I know from experience that people go back to their lives. Mm-hmm. People just move yeah. on. So I messaged him again. I said, look, I'm just checking in with you there. It was actually about a week ago or ago, I think I did it. Uh, I know it's been a few months since your mom passed. And he said, you know what, you're the only one. Yeah. And, I, and I'm not trying to blow, I'm not trying to say, oh, look at me, aren't I amazing? Mm-hmm. I'm not. Like, it just came into my head. And I thought, I'll do that. And... He said, yeah, look, we had a night for my mom and mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. And I went, oh, look, I'm just messaging you to let you know that. Yeah. I'm, I I know exactly what happens. People move on with their lives and people stop checking in with you. And I, I've been there myself and I just and I just thought, you know, it would be nice just to drop you a message and say, hey, man, I know it's your first Christmas now without your mom. Keep your head up. Your mom would want you to have a good Christmas yeah. and stuff, you know. Because what was funny, what made me laugh there was I remember... I I'd, I'd send you a text when I thought it was your your mum's anniversary. I was like, "Hope you're all right today, mate." You did. And then you text me and be like, "That's not today, but cheers." Yeah. <laughs> I was like, ah, no. But I did appreciate the yeah, sentiment. No. Like, and the fact is, like, you never knew my mum. You just knew that that had happened in my yeah. life, and you took the and, and Sean Haggerty did it as well, and Aaron Butler did it as well, uh-huh. and like you know, and I just went, you know what? They're good people. They're good. They're good. They're good people. You may not see them as often mm-hmm. because you have a busy life and blah blah blah. You know, probably the next time I see you, you know whether you come on my part or we go to the comedian's Christmas drinks yeah. or something like that. Now right? that is what we need to talk yeah. about because so, we need to get a date down for yeah, the drinks. And can it please be go. like? Well, I can't dictate it, but the last time it was what a Monday two o'clock. Yeah, I can. We're do, thinking about a Tuesday at two o'clock. Well, I could do a Tuesday two o'clock but I'd have to be finished by nine because I have to get up for work. Or what you could do is lead up to it and you could say you know in work you'll be able to listen this is going to be happening you need to cut me some slack the next day maybe I'll be on time maybe I won't but you know what I'll be box office I will be box office that next morning dying with that yeah, it'll be, yeah I'll be box be a office a lot of fun yeah. just so, be like listen box no, the office comedian's Christmas party Tuesday is obviously suit, uh, so mm-hmm. I'm delighted with that and I really enjoyed the last one even though I didn't drink I was going through a period of oh I don't really know if I want to drink or not but you know what I kind of regretted not mm-hmm. drinking yeah, it was, but it, it was a good fun because it was one of those ones that I've been thinking about it for a while. Being, we need to do something, but we, too often we'll have like drinks or Christmas drinks and it'll be around a gig and there's still that sort of anxiety, of, you know. So I thought, you know what, let's do it, get together and do it in a way that, because again, comedians, funny bunch, some some of them have good senses of humour, some of them will take things awful thick. Comedians are odd you know? people, man. Oh, so odd. Oh, people don't realise so, it must think you're a laugh a lot. They're hmm. odd, but... I suppose you don't want to be overly too comedy heavy on this podcast sometimes, but mm. comedians are some of the best people I've ever met in the world. Yes. And some of the most intelligent uh-huh. people. And then some comedians I've met 
psychopaths. Yes. Narcissists. Dangerous people. Intense. Intense. Yeah. Manipulators. Mm-hmm. Social climbers. I class myself as somebody that likes to be in a bit of a middle. Yeah. I don't see comedy mm-hmm. as a competition. No. I see comedy as a football team. We all play different roles oh. in different positions. We all have a good couple of seasons. Yeah. We all, somebody would be scoring goals all the time, then they might fall off for a bit. Mm-hmm. You know, and we all, but I can't score a goal unless I've got a midfielder sending uh-huh. the ball to me, i.e. a compare of a club. Yes. I.e. an opener, i.e. a closer. Mm-hmm. Do you see what I mean? And I don't view anything like that as a competition. Whereas when I see people who are like that, I know myself from experience, this does, does not come back to haunt them. Like for example, me and you did something yesterday. Uh-huh. We were at, we, can we say it? Um, I'm not allowed to say it. Okay. We, but you can we say did, it. I did mm-hmm. something yesterday. Um, I was an extra in Blue Lights, right? Okay. And we were talking to somebody there, really nice guy. And, we, and he kind of said to me, like, oh, you're supposed to comedy industry and the acting industry, kind of like very different but kind of similar, independent, yeah. you work on your own, all that. And we both agreed on the one thing, the dickheads don't last. No. Because... If you're a dickhead in it, you're out the gap. That's that would be my political belief. You know, when people are like, "Do you like someone because of their religion, their their this, yeah. their sexuality?" I'm like, "Just don't be a dickhead." Just you know, just dickhead. don't be a dickhead. It's, it's as hard enough that. as it is. Yeah, but it's hard enough. As that's it is. that's the interesting thing too, and I think uh, personally too, you can get because I find like I, I had a, a few deadlines on projects. There like a couple of pitches I was doing, and I was putting everything into that to get them done for this deadline. And then when we're finished, I find when I have a bit of free time that's when I am the most maybe mentally weak I suppose and I panic and I worry and I go oh shit what will happen with this am I not working enough am I not busy enough and I go am I doing enough should I be doing this should I be doing that and I think I get stuck in in that quite a bit and I suppose maybe in the last couple of years I've kind of gone you know what if I stop and I look back like I'm I'm coming up to two years doing this full time still paying my mortgage able to you know one he's been been grand and I'm thinking that's a success. That's all I ever you're wanted. You're in the top one percent of people, you know? mate. And because you're you know? doing something you love, you're in the top percent. You know, yeah. there's only five or six. You know, maybe not. Maybe there's only what five percent of people that will be doing. Maybe ten percent. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm completely full of shit here. But like, there's a small. Percentage Listen, that's of another thing about comedians. The comedians come on podcasts and they don't always tell the truth. So don't worry about the no, facts. It's, it's not what a big. I'm saying is there's a. It's a small percentage of people are doing something that they love. Yeah. And I don't know what that percentage is, but it is small. Mm-hmm. And if you can pay your bills and feed your kids yeah. through something that is a pa- that you're passionate about, I am telling you, man, you are a success. Because like, and, and that's it. And it doesn't I matter think what level, but you are a success. But see now, from looking at, at to that to be like like this is what I want. It's I don't. I'm a big believer in the saying, comparison is the thief of joy. If you're always comparing yourself to other oh. people, and I think that's that's sort of come from, I suppose my family a wee bit. And that, like when I was starting out, maybe, um, obviously, um good friends with Shane, have been for years now. But my mum and dad would be like, oh, Shane's doing that, why aren't you doing that? Yeah. Or he's doing And it's like, no, it's, you know, he's at a different, different level doing different things. But you can't always compare yourself because if you do and you're not doing stuff that level, you're going to be, feel wick, you know? So you have to go, look, you, this is where I'm like, now. And listen, one of my friends is comedy, this guy called Chris Kent. Hmm. And he's just done an absolute massive tour across Ireland. He's brilliant. Chris and as well. I have never been so happy for a guy uh-huh. to finally get the recognition on this tour that he 100% deserves. I posted about his tour. I've mm-hmm. been messaging him saying, man, buzzing with you. What a tour. Fair play to you. Because when one of the good guys who's, and I mean, and I know how hard he's worked. Yeah. And I know how 
difficult it's been for him mm-hmm. off stage in terms of having to go back to work as an electrician mm-hmm. to pay the bills and to see him now do that that gives me hope that it doesn't matter where you are in your life in terms of when you're feeling you're coming up against a brick wall your attitude mm-hmm. and your ability to take your time and not be focusing on other people and what they're doing and what they're posting and oh my god this clip got me quarter of a million I'm mm-hmm. like good because if people are seeing that clip for the first time and they're getting introduced to comedy for the first time through your clip yeah. that's going to be good for comedy clubs Yeah, I work in comedy clubs so we all need to uh, help each other and we and there's enough stuff to go around for everyone there's enough people you know the general public can like more than one comedian mm-hmm. they can go they can go and see comedy once a month once every two months so there's enough for everyone I opened for Shane at the uh, the opera house honest to god I did a post afterwards just saying what a wonderful crowd that he has that support yeah. him and it's not me going oh my god look at Shane doing the opera house I looked yeah. at it and went I'm going to do the I want to do the opera house why because he gave yeah. me the opportunity mm-hmm. and it's to, to see what this room was like and he actually said to me he said you should maybe try and do an opera house and I went you know what he yeah. he backed me and then he backed me and me taking a chance and doing the opera house and then he took me in to do his gig and he said to me oh you really helped me by opening and thanks very much yeah. for keeping to your time and I went he supported me and I supported yeah. him and that's great and that's what and I really don't understand how people mm-hmm. can are looking would look at that and think oh look at that guy doing all these operas yeah no, I think it's absolutely fantastic because it, it, it's like anything it takes somebody to do something to maybe make you realise it's possible everything is know? possible if and you have the right attitude and mindset yeah and eventually too, I think too, though like like you say, obviously there's that sort of balance maybe with like so say for example you have been does you like you're an excellent stand up, you know. You like if people see you in a club they'll go, Oh, he's hilarious, he's brilliant. But again, all it takes is maybe somebody who might be maybe doing comedy for a month. And they're very green, whatever. But yeah. for one, they do one clip. Say it does goes viral, and then they get all these followers. It's the balance of it. So I think no matter what you're doing, what your product is, the base level has to be quality. So you have Solid. to be a good stand up before. The way all I look else. at it is, is that there's a lot of people skipping mm-hmm. the streets, the the scene. I love how he said. They said like something at a top boy there. A yeah, lot of people skipping, skipping the streets. Skipping the streets. Yeah, yeah, like what you can't. There's no hiding in comedy. No you're getting instant feedback all the time. And one thing I love about it, it is a really true art form. Mm-hmm. So for example, like I've been doing stand-up 15 years. I've only been in Northern Ireland three years. But before I was living here, I was always performing here. Yeah. And I remember somebody sent me a really shitty message on Instagram going, the only reason you're doing well is because you're in Northern Ireland. But I didn't know you then, sorry. <laughs> I apologize. Every single clip that I did well uh-huh. was posted from London. Yeah. But so how can I be doing really well if the comedy clubs I'm playing are in London mm-hmm. but I just seem to have a house here Yeah. obviously you know I've gone on the pods and stuff mm-hmm. like that and I do my own pod and then I go yeah but I've come over here with 13 years of stand up experience yeah. me. I'm not starting here yeah. I'm actually gigging more outside of here than mm-hmm. I am here yeah, yeah but what's happened is my experience by coming here and getting to know everyone even though I knew a lot of you anyway yeah it wasn't like I knocked on the door and were like, hi, I'm a new comedian. Yeah. It was like, oh, we all, you you obviously probably knew yeah. my name before I came here, yeah. did you? Yeah. Yeah, because comedy's a small scene. Yeah. So like, when I came in chatting to Sh- Shane, Shane. I, but see, one thing though, there was a period of time where there was a slight confusion. Whenever I'd sort of first heard of you, there was another comedian with a very similar name 
who's no longer a comedian. Oh, yeah. I've and had then, a problem yeah. with that as well. And sometimes yeah. I've been like, oh, I'd be like, oh, you know, I mixed it up. And then thank, and now I'm like, thank, I'm thankfully, one, yeah. thankfully I've got it right this time. There's yeah. been, I'm not going to go into too much detail, oh, but like there's a certain comedian who, how would you say, is not in the comedy industry anymore because of certain behaviours. And I mm -hmm. think it has happened that they actually mixed me up with that comedian. Yeah. Which, look, <laughs> it is fine. Yeah. But let me just say, these things happen, but it, I wasn't that person. And obviously people realize, oh yes, yeah. it's just two of them. So, uh, but like when I came in here, I realized the warmth of the comedy scene. And mm -hmm. anytime an Irish act moved to London, and I'll tell you this, I've offered them gigs. Mm -hmm. I sent them my contact list, like Willie T. I've tried to get him into the Glees and stuff. Yeah. Um, I've spoken, I, I've, uh, Shane has asked me for stuff for London, yeah. which I've passed over. I said, look man, you want to do that? I'll, yeah. This is how you do it in London. I know the scene. I know everyone. I still go over there. I'm there next week doing five shows. I go over every couple of weeks. And I've had people from here say to me, Andrew, how do I get into that club? Yeah. I'll sort that for you. Yeah. And then, you know what I mean? You and did that it, for it, me it, as well. I, yeah, yeah, I, I'm that. not against mm -hmm. everyone progressing because because people did that for me. Yeah. And when I came here, I was like, right, I'm going to be here. Everyone's going to think, oh, who's this guy? I've been emceeing the, the Empire since 2016, yeah. right? once every three weeks. Um, that's actually the time that I stopped doing the Empire so it's sly we've it? missed we've missed yeah, yeah. so we slightly yeah so we stopped doing it you know yeah. but the thing is is that when I came over I think most people kind of knew who I was anyway in terms of within the comedy scene I think yeah. I was known within comedy but since I've been here and the reason why I feel I've had a really good time not just about being here and my clips doing well and stuff like that is I'm not listen I'm not the biggest profile guy in the world mm -hmm. I'm just I'm a job and comic like you yeah there's no real thing there's no real difference we all have our different styles and stuff but it's like i've embraced the scene here but i also wanted to come into the scene and add a bit of value as well and yeah. say look i run a little gig down in clandy by which you've yeah, done it's a beautiful Canadian, gig. yeah people are getting paid you know um i've been guests on pods you've been guests on mine um i've you know and it's kind of saying like let's all work together do you yeah know what i mean and i like it here i'm here my partner's here so i'm here to stay really but I'm not someone that comes in and be like, right, this is how you do it. It's like, yeah, you, you know. But you know. I think because sometimes like there's there's the the, the the misconception that maybe, oh, it's quite clicky. It's a it's a boys club it's here. Not. It's bad, but it isn't, you know. And I think if you see if you come in with the right sort of attitude, you just want them to go make people laugh, and you're signed. You're embraced. There's you know, boys, there's, there's no, you know, there's there's scenes in England that are very very clicky. Yeah, and one thing. And I, I actually know the, the scenes. I could actually yeah. tell you the six or seven. Because you, you did. I remember we were out for coffee one day, and you were telling, and I was just going, "That is so accurate." Like even that's how you would imagine it. And you're like, "And there, here, and there, there." And they, those and guys won't work with those guys. Yeah. And those guys look down on those <coughs> guys. I know there's scenes in England that some one group of comics have a WhatsApp group to slag off the other group. Mm -hmm. That's disgusting. That's yeah. toxic. Uh, for people who are in this industry, as hard as as, as it is. And you know what? If that's the way you were brought up to mm -hmm. do stuff like that, I just I just don't have it. One thing that I rally against in life, and I think a lot of people will know me for this, and you probably might know this, I really hate it when other people take advantage of other people. In, yes. In whatever walk of life that is. Which is ironic because the other one that you got mistaken for was the opposite of that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, like, yeah. but my point is I really dislike other people bullying uh, maybe because I've been a bit of a victim of it of myself in the past and I've been a victim of stuff where people have gone to prison and stuff uh, because of things they've done to me. Mm -hmm. And 
whenever I see a newer comic, a younger comic, or a group of people ganging up against people, and I kind of relate it into my comedy as well, whereas I don't like big companies manipulating yeah. old, vo- like, you know, with the winter coming in, I always say, look after your mm-hmm. grannies, get them on the cheapest tariff for the gas and the electric. Yeah. And if, if there's a man that knows the tariffs. There's a man that knows yeah. about tariffs to me. The amount of people that message me about their flights and stuff. And yeah. I love that because <laughs> I say, listen, I hate it when other people get shafted. Yeah. And I like to stand up for people who don't get shafted. Because, you know, I've been shot on. Mm-hmm. And I think I like to bring that into my comedy as well a little bit. It's just that like, I just get fed. I just don't like it when other people are fucking doing other people yeah. over. I really don't like it. Because, again, it's not sustainable too. You know, I, I think a lot of time you shouldn't stab your friends in the back or people doing similar things in the back to further yourself because in the long run whenever things are maybe the ship's a bit rocky and you need someone to help steer it the people that you fucked on the yeah. way will be like well do it yourself but another thing as well is like, like the amount of like what, I'm, what I would say about the comedy scene without, I know we're kind of pushing on the negative angle uh-huh. of the comedy yeah. scene here but hey this is what the podcast it's the slag yeah. I podcast get but, out of here but like to say is is that the comedy scene is a great scene yeah like I know and I, I'm going to ask you this question mm-hmm. this is an honest question for you Something happens in your life today. Yes. And you need to ring somebody. Uh-huh. And that person needs to show up for you. Yeah. Say, for example, something happens. Uh-huh. How many, outside of family, mm-hmm. outside of family, take away cousins, uncles, and aunts, outside of family, people that you've met organically through work, career, whatever, uh-huh. how many people do you think you can ring that would pick up the phone <laughs> and you go, I have a crisis right now, and they go, where mm-hmm. are you? And you go, I'm in Bangor, I'm in Hollywood, I'm in... Yeah wherever, and they go, I'm on my way. How many people do you think you have that in your phone that would do that for you? In my phone, that would do outside of my wife, outside family? Outside of family. That you've met organically through life. Like, it can be work, it can be friends, school friends, anything. How many people have you got that you know will turn up for you instantly if you have a problem? Five or less, maybe? Yeah, I'd yeah. say I have four. Yeah, you know. And, and I always ask that question to people. Yeah. How many have you got? But I'll tell you a true story, right? Last night, I was coming home from a gig, and it had been, it had gone on a while. After it had, it had finished, it was, I was wanted to speak to some of the guys who put it together. So I had a, I stopped and had one pint of Beamish afterwards, because I had no Guinness. And I had the, but I knew from the day, like, I don't know if you find this, for me, if I have a lot of work on, like say I have a few shows, there's a lot of planning and you yeah, do, you go, admin knowledge. and when it's done, I find that's the time I'm normally a bit like, oh, I'm exhausted and I, I, I get, sometimes get the cold and blah, blah, after a big run of mm-hmm. things. And after that gig last night, I got my set done, it went well. I was like, thank God for that. And I just felt a headache coming on, a real bad headache. And I didn't have any dinner or anything. So is it because I've not eaten? Is it because then I had the pint of Beamish? I was driving home in the car and I was thinking, I might need to pull over here. My head is like it was pounding. I might yeah. need to pull over. I might even get home. I thought I might need to, but my dad, he was out drinking. Right. So he was out with his mate. He couldn't come and got me. My mum was in London visiting my sister. Um, Catherine was in bed. She was working. Obviously, my children are too young to drive. And I was like, what happens if I pull over? And I thought to myself, you know who I would phone? Aaron Butler. There you go. I'm like, there's one. I'd say, you know what? I'd phone him. I'd rely on him in a crisis. And again, if he phoned me in the middle of the night and needed me, I'd be there. Right. You know, so that was one of the ones. Do you know, that was like, do you yeah. know and you're, you're spot on there. Aaron is in one of my fours, mm-hmm. right? And he's only someone that I've really gotten to know over the last couple of years. He's a very honest and genuine guy. The biggest compliment you can take as a person yeah. is when somebody you know, say for example, Joe Bloggs has a crisis in their life yeah. and you're one of their four. Yeah. When somebody rings me, and I've had it maybe once a year, mm-hmm. I have, a, I say, a core group of, say, five people, say a couple of people, two people in Cork, one in England and one here. Mm-hmm. I'm ignoring partner and family yeah. now, right? 
So I have a friend of mine in England, Sabine is her name, we've been friends with her for years. Yeah. Whenever there's a crisis, she rings me, can I pick your brain, what would you do here? And I, I'm not saying my advice is always right mm-hmm. or wrong or, you know, you know, I just give an honest opinion. I say, look, don't mean to be honest with you, I think maybe you, you might have come at that at the wrong angle or maybe you yeah. shouldn't have said that kind of thing. When someone rings me and asks me for advice, and not a lot of people do, but when they do, I take that as a great compliment. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, if you rang me, I would like to think that if you rang me and you were stuck, I would obviously come and help you straight away. But I take it as a great compliment if someone was in a crisis and they rang me, mm-hmm. that they would value me enough to be able to step up for them. Yeah. And my mother used to always say, go to bed at night, put your head in the pillow, knowing that you didn't do anything that day to hurt anyone. Mm-hmm. And that's how I live. That's how I would live. Yeah. I would deliberately go out of my way. Inadvertently, things can happen, obviously, you know, yeah. in professional capacities and stuff. But... But Aaron Butler is exactly one of them. And Aaron's rang me actually about something uh, about a year ago. Mm-hmm. He said something to do with a filming of a thing. And he said to me, what would your advice be here? And I said, oh, I, he said, yeah. He said, look, yeah. you've been, you know the scene in England. Mm-hmm. You've been working with a lot of comics. You know, you seem to handle yourself well, you know, in terms of your own business and stuff. And I just gave him this bit of advice. And he rang me back and he went, you know what? You were spot on. I actually went in. I did a lot of your advice. Not all of it. But I felt really assured yeah. and confident and I felt a million dollars as a person yeah now, I'm not saying I'm always you're always yeah. right like mm-hmm. but I just felt the fact that he felt because that's that. Im- that I think that's important as well yeah. obviously as a whether you're an act or whether you're this whether you're that above all else if if you took comedy away you'd still have to be the person you know what I mean you still have to carry yourself in a certain way have a bit of you know about you that people would be like oh no he's I can rely on him I think that's a nice yeah and also people knowing that they can rely on you is also a showing of you are viewed as a strong character mm-hmm. yeah you know what I mean and I think if you are viewed as a strong character by other people I think that's a great compliment to you as a person mm-hmm. you know so yeah like, you, like I would say I would say anyone to listening to this have a think who would you call in a crisis outside of your family or relationship and I can guarantee you it's always about four people. Mm-hmm. I can never see someone will say ten. We do, our yeah. lives are too busy to have ten, mm-hmm. to, ten of those friends. Because whenever you told me that, I genuinely had to think. I was like, and then I thought of some people. I'm like, if I thought they wouldn't pick up, you know, if tonight, and I get, and I get obviously with whatever lives and time and stuff. But yeah, it was a hard one because I, I often joke with Catherine and I say about her and her mum. Said, see if there was a, if I was kidnapped, and the kidnapper said to me, you have to phone one person in your phone, yeah, and if they don't pick if they You're don't dead. pick up you live you know so I'd be like well if my life depended on ringing someone that wouldn't pick up I'd phone my mother-in-law <laughs> very rarely and then she'll phone me back yes but never will she answer the first pick time. up and then that would be the one time she would <laughs> he's yeah, like yeah, yeah. oh she picked up bye it's always yeah. the one time you don't yeah. want them to pick up is when they always pick up and it's, like, f- it's like yeah. the time you're catching a flight and you go this of all the days not to be delayed yeah <laughs> this can't be the delayed one and it's fucking delayed yeah you know, oh. that's the. It always happens on the day where you go. I'm. Oh, I really could do with no traffic at uh, eleven a.m. And next, yeah. you know, there's massive traffic. Yeah. It's always but the way. What do you believe in terms of, of, of? Obviously, we live in a world now where a lot of appearances are pushed on social media. Things such as life coaches, gratitude, things like that. What's your view on like manifestation? Okay. Because I find, see, if I'm going somewhere. And I'm like, fuck, I'm in a rush. I hope I don't get the lights. I hope the lights don't. And then every time like, I'm stopped at every light, I'm going, oh, my God. I, f- I feel like, like I, I say to my sister a lot, my sister, a very intelligent, smart young lady, got all her affairs in order, much more 
much more reliable as an individual than I am. You know, she's just got a, bought a house there in London, which I said, great, that can be my base when I go over and I can get into it a bit more. Yes. But Where about she, in London she buy? She's bought a place. She was in St. Albans. That's right. Which was her flat, but she's moved that and she's moving. I can't remember the name. I'm, I'll, I'll look it up because it's a is it funny. Near St. Albans. Yeah, it's a funny wee name. So she is it. So she's in Herefordshire. Is it? Is it? Uh, I remember seeing it. Hold on, let me see. Uh, Welling Garden City. Um, hold on. High Wickham. It's. Let me see. There's the house that she's just bought there. So hold on. I need to get on and see. Uh, what she do with your sister? It's called Leighton Buzzard. Oh, Leighton Buzzard. Yeah. yeah. No, that's not London, mate. No, we're well, just outside it, isn't it? It's like a 45 so that's, a, that's a wee gaff there, so she's got herself a nice... Yeah, Leighton Buzzard nice gaff, is yeah. above Watford. Yeah. Left-hand side. But still very, still about half an hour, 40 minutes. But she it? said it's it's close to the train station. Yeah, that's right. In, so Leighton Buzzard is a brilliant mm-hmm. commuter place. Yeah, so she's... It's an army base in England as well. Yeah, the big army base there. There you go, then that's what she is. She is a captain. No, she's, <laughs> <laughs> she's an accountant, you know, so, so she's... She commu- she commuting into London? Yeah, okay. so that was it. She just got a dog there not so long ago. Husband? No, a dog, an actual puppy. Okay. Yeah, not a not a husband. Right. Not yet. That okay. it was, not that we well, know of. You know. It was fair play to her. Well but done. yeah, so she got that and was living in the flats. So she's like, no, I need to move and blah blah. blah. So we're like, okay, that's an expensive dog. You know, you've had to go and buy a whole house for. But she's dog. buzzing about it. That's great. But I'd always say to her, like, we are obviously from the same place, i.e., my mother's womb, and we have different outlooks. Because I think sometimes there's something bad. She's, for example, when she comes home. She maybe go and see her friend. She'd be like, "Oh, I have to go here. I have to take this here, and everything's always the negative." Yeah. I say like, "It's you've got friends. Be happy. Go enjoy. It's not. Don't be at your home. Oh, you don't get to see them that often." Yeah, like, "Oh, I need to go and see my aunt here, and now my aunt's dead." And it's like, you know, you should rem- and you remember those moments. It's like, just you're doing well in life. Enjoy it. You know, yeah, have yeah. a positive outlook. Because if I find myself, if I get negative and everything's negative, it brings everything down yeah. to be more negative. Whereas if you're a bit more positive, you're like, "I'm coming here today." this is my job I'm doing two podcasts two of my friends and people it's great you know yeah. so I just I'm trying to say to her that attitude you know you put a bit of positivity out there do you get it back do you find that do you do gratitude journals do you start <sighs> no. your day and look in the mirror no, no. do you believe winners win or do you believe they don't I have quite a strong belief on this thing right mm-hmm. is now I think- just before you start we do a segment on the show called Be Sly where I invite my guests to give off about something is this something you maybe want to yeah. Including this? Oh, yes. don't know if I've spoken about this before on another podcast, but this is my interpretation of the self-help, the art of visualisation, positivity, negativity, the universe, the law mm-hmm. of attraction, all that. I can see how it can benefit people mm-hmm. in their heads, but I also believe there are massive parts of that industry that prey on vulnerable people. Mm-hmm. People who are lost in their life, in their love, love lives, in their careers, are searching for something and for 16.99 this book is going to give you the answers no it doesn't because that book cannot take into account your individual circumstances mm-hmm. you see these people in in uh, England there was one girl she goes if, why are people homeless just buy a house yeah why oh, are you who, sad who, just be happy no you're yeah. sad for a lot of different reasons you could be sad because of the impact of your childhood has had mm-hmm. on you in your mid 30s you could be sad because you're under pressure at work, your financial reasons, you could be sad because there's problems in your home, your problems with your parents. We are all different and we are all individual. Not one book is going to fix every single person because if it did, mm-hmm. it would have happened by now. And there was a... F- and word would have spread. There, and, and that book does exist and it's available everywhere. It's called the Bible. Right. Christianity is the answer. <laughs> what I think, and this is how I go about it, I try and break things into different sections, right? 
So, for example, if I wake up and I'm feeling bad mood, negative, whingy, moany, everything's shit, what's the point? Uh Pissed off kind of thing. I allow myself to be pissed off. Yes. I don't fight the emotion Mm -hmm. with this mask of positivity, right? So what I do is, whatever I'm feeling, I allow myself to feel that. Mm -hmm. And when you allow yourself to feel something, it actually goes away quite quickly, I find. So do I believe in positive thinking and negative thinking? What I believe in is that when you're self-employed and you do something that we do, I always used to worry about where's the next routine coming from? Mm-hmm. Where's the next joke coming from? Because mm-hmm. you kind of have to pin these things out of yeah. pop, pop air. Where does it come from? And I always say to myself, well, it's always come before. Mm-hmm. So it will come again. Cause, right? And you'll keep coming. And it'll keep, it'll keep coming. <laughs> tell you why. But my point is, is that it will always come and it'll come when you least expect it. If you force something, mm-hmm. there's a good chance it won't happen. So, do I believe in the universe and the law of the attraction and visualizing your success? Personally, I don't. <laughs> no. But yeah. I do believe in your attitude does have a part to play in how you do succeed. Mm. But I don't think it's the be all and end all. Yeah. It's like a grey area for me. Because see, speaking I mean? speaking about bits, there's a couple of new bits that I'm working on. The pre- one premise is it's all good as a phrase. That's, you know, so many hard things. Oh, it's all good. No it's one uses no one uses the phrase "it's all good" if it's all good. You yeah. know, someone goes, "How are you?" and I'm like, "Ah, yeah, it's all good." You know, when really I'm if like, "If you oh, ask no. me now, ask me genuinely, there, uh-huh. how I am at this moment in this in November in my life and where let I am." Let me see. Let me just ask check. me. How are you, Andrew, on this day, Wednesday, the month of October or November? Okay. Who how 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 am I 100 in yeah. in all aspects of life? You know what? I'm in a good place. But I've a lot to do. I'm frustrated with a couple of things. Um, I'm busy, which I'm happy with. But I'm also a little bit sort of down about a couple of things. Mm-hmm. But if you're to meet me for a coffee, I'm totally fine. But I am a little bit preoccupied. Yes. And but the things that I'm down about, I can't control. But and but do you have control of the feeling of that emotion? So do you yeah, know? Yeah, I do. And you're like I'm cool down about it, yeah. but I'm like. Hmm, Hopefully that'll get itself sorted out. There's nothing really I can do about it. So what one of these gurus would tell you to do mm-hmm. here now is just be happy, just get on with it. I go, no, because I have a conscience. Yeah. And I have, and I care about mm-hmm. certain things. And it's it's a natural reaction. So I have to balance it. But see where the, where the magic of the gurus work. It's like if someone's like, do you want to do, do better in life? What you need to do is work a bit harder. That's like... No. But that's basic common. If say if someone oh. does do a bit more, you're likely to reap a bit more. Do you know what I mean? If you sow you're also a bit more, to bring in more problems. Yeah, but that's that's what they don't tell you. I'm an avoider of conflict, mm-hmm. right? I'm yeah. a natural conflict avoider, right? But I but when I get into conflict, I'm good. Yeah, like I don't get I I I'm well able to stand up for myself. But you're like Danielson in the original Karate Kid. Yeah, it's like it doesn't want conflict, but when it's there. Takes care of business. It takes care Crane of business. kicks yeah. it. So, but what I like to do is I like to think I can preempt conflict. Mm-hmm. If you know what I mean? Yeah. I can see conflict coming purely because when I was young, I was probably in a lot of conflict. Mm-hmm. And I can see the behaviors of other people. Yeah. So, what I tend to do is I would withdraw from certain mm-hmm. people and certain behaviors to put up a boundary to protect myself away yeah. from those people, 
which then comes with a sudden feeling of loss mm-hmm. and a sudden feeling of am I too harsh yeah this is, we always get very deep don't we I like, <laughs> I like, very coming, deep. On, I like yeah. coming on to you but it's like I suppose what I'm trying to say to you is, is that I do believe in I do believe that you can't solve everything mm-hmm. you can't have everything perfect in your life all yeah. the time and all these books that are telling you how to make you happy and all that does it happiness is different to every person to me happiness at the moment for me is is at the moment I'm very happy at home uh-huh. I'm very happy with my career but I'm also annoyed mm-hmm. that about certain things in my personal life and in my career and they're never in any way ever going to be perfect yeah so the sooner people start to accept that uh-huh. life is actually a, can be a kick in the balls mm-hmm. You know, you're just going to go, okay, but what can I do to manage it? What you can do to manage it is making decisions away from emotions. Mm-hmm. So, for example, something happened recently and I got really annoyed by it and I picked up my phone to ring somebody to react to the decision that was made. Yeah. And I decided to step back. Yeah. And I decided not to call that person. And I waited two hours. Mm-hmm. And in that two hours, I wrote down why I thought they made that decision. Mm-hmm based on what they would know mm-hmm. and why am I feeling that way and then when I rang them when I actually had a chat with them without any emotion the actual reasoning for their decision made total sense to me mm-hmm. rather than me ringing them and going what the fuck's all that about yeah mm-hmm. where actually it was like hey man just checking in just wanted to check in uh, I saw that's happened mm-hmm. can I just ask um, you know like how did that come about and stuff because I was just curious really and yeah. they would go oh he's quite calm about it so they told me and I went, all oh, right, okay. Oh, I can see how that would happen. Yeah, no, it's just that I was a bit shocked by it, and mm-hmm. I can kind of understand it now. Rather than me ringing, say yeah. a family matter, or ringing, and yeah. going, what the f- what the fuck have you done there now? Like, yeah. <laughs> why have you done that? Like, yeah. that, that's just, do you know what I mean? So yeah. I think I've actually started to take emotion out of a lot of decisions, yeah. and then you don't become as stressed because you've got to think practically. Yeah. You know, because I had something that was annoying me for a, for about a week. I'd I'd sent this the, the couple of things off. And I was like, is there going to be any, like, acknowledgement that this is sent? Yeah, They're yeah. going to hear back. So I messaged the, the people who were the, the sort of in between almost. And I was like, listen, has this been looked at by so-and-so yet or what's the crack? And they were like, oh, they'll probably, you know, this sort of thing will take a while. Probably not be till early December. So I was like, all right, I can get to early December without panicking about this and thinking, oh, I'm going to hear this. And that was good. Now, something I do want to say on the the book front. I bought a book recently. It's sort of a self-help book, but I just want to... Uh, um, to talk about it because I heard it discussed on a podcast and it made me laugh the the nature of it. So it was Arnold Schwarzenegger has a new book out now. I've heard about this. No, he's I'm everyone should know. Everyone listening to the podcast knows I'm a massive Arnold fan. He's one of probably my my idol number numero uno, as he would say. But the the, the book he is out is called Be Useful: Seven Tools for Life. Yeah. Right, and he was on Mark Maron's podcast talking about it and Mark Myron was like why is, it, why is it seven useful tools for life and Schwarzenegger went because I had a page limit <laughs> so he was like the publisher told me I've only got this amount of pages because he said I want the book to be relatively cheap so like anyone can buy it so about ten, a tenner for the book but I wanted it to be appealing for everyone yeah. he was like well how many would you have and he goes how many do you want? I give you hundred to you know. It's like, but the amount that could fit into this book was seven, so it just goes to show 
you know, you can. There's no infinite amount of. You can't you know, do everything. You can't. No. See, just he just seven useful tools because. Give me one of his useful tools. You know, haven't opened the book oh, yet. Yeah, the book. No, haven't opened the book yet. Useful tool is open the book. Yeah, the the useful tool. Open it to read it now, and we're like, well. So like, yeah, like when I see stuff flicking up on Instagram and TikTok, some of these people, I look at them and I go, "You're not even doing what you say you do." Yeah. A lot of it's a load of shite, and I think a lot of it is people masking their own insecurities. Here is what you need to do to be successful. Well, success to you and me are two very different things. Yeah, but then do you not think with those two? Sometimes I look at those sort of people and go, "Money and life is is anything." You know I mean you could never be down and out because these people are just spoofing, making all this stuff up, yeah. and people are buying it. So if you know if you could, you know, there's ways to figure it out. Like they're all in. They're all. It, 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 some of them remind me of pastors in America. Yeah. Where they all go. Look, you back me, and I'll back you. You yeah. cover that area. I'll cover this area. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, so and so read my book, and he said it was amazing. Yeah, but when you look into that person, they're equally as fucking dodgy as you. Like. Yeah. But then you know what? See if it's someone like oh, <laughs> oh no, I'm just stressed out. I don't feel like I have enough time to do anything. Self help guru. Get up at four in the morning, and they're like, "Oh shit, a four extra hours of a day." <laughs> Did you, you ever know? see the one about the guy in America? And he does a TikTok. It's gone viral on TikTok. I'll show. It, I'll get it to you. Maybe you can clip it up here. He goes, "I get out of bed at four o'clock. And me and my wife, we do meditation and we breathe and we have reflexology. Then we walk. We we do our weights, and then at four forty-five, we uh, uh, sit down and we reverberate interior." fucking fixations and we streamline our thinking and then at five o'clock we do cardio we finish cardio at 20 to 6 then we wake the kids up we have breakfast together we have peace and that's how i start my and i and you look and people have stitched the video uh-huh. and everyone's like going this guy is talking such fucking bollocks and then the <laughs> other guy goes what you do on your day on a weekend he goes yeah. well i have a lion i get out of bed quarter to seven and what about sunday maybe quarter past seven i'm like you don't do this now <laughs> You're telling me you're doing all of that before your kids wake up. What about like your young kids? Are they not waking up at one o'clock to be fed? Are they not yeah. waking up at two o'clock? Are you not? T- like, what time are you going to bed at, mate? Yeah. He goes, well, I go to bed at seven o'clock. But then that's a normal day for you because you just moved your time yeah. zone around. <laughs> yeah. so, so you're getting out of bed at four. Yeah, but you go to bed at seven. Well, if I yeah. go to bed at 11 and I get out of bed at eight, it's the exact same thing. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah. They're just buzzwords. Yeah, no, totally. And then today, because I've, I've had a couple of late nights in a row there, so I'd say about, about the third or fourth late one, I, I it's hard for me to get there. Normally, I'm the morning man. I'm up bright and early, get the dog walk before the kids wake up, and then I'm there to help do the breakfast routine. But this morning, my, my five-year-old came into me, and she sort of woke me up and was like, Daddy, and I went, yes, pet. And she goes, any chance? I have school to go to. And I was like, oh, yeah, sorry. You know, she's just like a wee mini, like she's like a wee yeah. mini old woman. She'll come in and... You know, boss people around. She says, "Daddy, you are far too lazy today." And I'm like, "It's half seven. Give me a break. You know, let me get my thoughts together. Go, you need your breakfast, and I'll sort myself yeah. out." You know. But like, it's it's ah, it's been non- nonsense. It's just, some of it's just nonsense. Like, and like, I get out of bed in the morning at about ten to five every morning oh. to go and do the radio, and like, I don't go. How how can you fit so much in? I'm but you fucking could, exhausted at half ten. You could get a Zumba class and and a cold plunge done no, before like, that. If you, you wake now, up at three a.m., I tell you, I normally crash around. Three o'clock okay. is when I crash. And I probably might sleep for an hour. Mm-hmm. Cocaine. Do you know what I mean? I might sleep, maybe maybe sleep for an hour so that I go to bed then around half, ten, eleven. That still mm-hmm. gives me five hours. And that's me going, that's how I achieve. No, I'm fucking exhausted. Yeah. yeah. Like, I'm not, like, lying to people, like, mm-hmm. yeah, and then after the radio, I go and I do my meditation. No, I don't. I do. I sit down and have a coffee and I'm like, oh, fuck, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't trust my own mind if I meditated. I'd be sitting there and I think my mind would be, what the fuck are you doing? Go and do shit. You've washing yeah, to do. I don't, I don't get yeah. it. Like, 
No, um, it's like I might go to the gym tonight, but I'll probably do four. I might go to the gym, say seven o'clock, do mm-hmm. seven to eight, come home. And then I'm like, fuck it, I have to do up at 10 to 5 again tomorrow. And I'm very grateful to be able to. But see, when you, when you pump go. up, do you do you feel like you come back to your house and you're like, I'm too pumped up to sleep? Or does it tire you? No, it tires me. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm, I, I'm someone that can sleep. Mm-hmm. You could put me in here with all the lights on and lying on yeah. the floor, I'd still fall asleep. Yeah. I you're, love sleep. I, I think sleep, oh, I think people, I think sleep is amazing. Tell me this, you, you're a big golf fan. Yeah. I'm a big golf fan myself. I cannot remember the name of the golfer, but he was at the Open and he was, I think, a Slovakian guy. And, but I was at the one that the Open was here at Royal Port Rush. We had gone up for a couple of days to watch it. And now, when you're staying up, you're watching the golf, there's pints. Yeah. This guy's going to have a few beers. There's hangovers the next day in the course. And you know when it's wet, but then it's, it's hot, the yeah. ground's just like, oh, it's like a wee steam room. I was sitting down watching the golf. And then I thought, oh, we lie down. I lay down. There's a photo of me lying sleeping on Royal Port Rush Golf Club, and I started to snore. And I was woken by a steward because my snoring was putting this golfer off at the actual <laughs> open day. I've never been more embarrassed in my life than what I was. What did the steward say to you? He was like, oh, you're 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 snoring, <laughs> distracting the players. And all my mates were like, ah, and I said, oh my god. So I was lying there. And he's trying to play a chip shot just off the rough, and I wish I knew who it was because it would make the story Slovakian much better. Guy. Yeah, he was Slova- yeah, he was Slovakian or Slovenian, was, but or maybe Czechoslovakian. Some, but it was just it's all the same in it. Yeah, all those those guys. <laughs> but it was uh, yeah, no. it was a, it was an embarrassing moment. That was the worst place I've slept. We went to, to uh, oh, well, there's a big game reserve in Longleat. We went to Longleat, and my wife was buzzing to go to Longleat and see all the animals, the wolves, and the lions. I slept through the safari. Went on an open bus tour of New York. The first day we got to New York, I slept through that. I have just an ability to, if I see if I can get into this position anywhere, I'm get into this position. Yeah, I'm done. I I could sleep on a plane. I can sleep on a plane. See, even in the car. There's a thing in our car when my wife's driving. Like if she goes to me, if your arm goes down the side like this. She's like, you know, that's you getting into the position, and that's me gone. And I think people are like, oh, I can't sleep now. Nah, you give me, you give me five minutes and quiet, I'm gone. I fell asleep in a podcast once with Shane on the sofa. <laughs> yeah, no, one like this when we were doing Boy Town together. He was telling this story, and I think I just had Holly, just had my first kid at that point, and I think I was just sitting there, and he was telling the story, and you can actually see my face kind of. And then I sort of wake myself up, I'm like, oh no, sorry, I fell asleep. Do you ever notice when somebody talks about falling asleep, you become tired? Yes. Like you why just is that? Why them. is that? Yeah, but That's listen. fine, but why, why, since you're talking about sleep, I'm actually yeah. starting to feel tired now. Because now we're thinking about we're two guys who can sleep, and we're going to have a sleep off here. We're like, if you can sleep anywhere, people, let's people go. People like, oh, you got to be busy. Like, mm-hmm. you know, the way you go back to like this, people say, oh, I've got to be busy. I've got to be doing things all the time. No, you don't. Sometimes you no. don't. You just do a little bit every day. It's fine. Because my, uh, what Catherine, for her birthday, for some reason, wanted a weighted blanket. You know, the sort of blankets like children with autism have? She wanted one of these for some reason, just for extra comfort. Now what I want to do is when I get these podcasts out of the way, I want to go and open my Arnold Schwarzenegger book and get under her wee heavy blanket. That's what I'm looking forward yeah. to doing. Well, there you go. Of an afternoon, some downtime, and to relax. What time do your kids come back from school then? Uh, the wee one's not at school today because she's sick. So she's just with my mum and dad. Sick. She is. God love her. She's a wee sick bear. And then the big one was sick a couple of nights ago. I was just about to go on stage. And I got a FaceTime, and I was like, what's this? And it was her. She's like, I just want to see you tonight, Daddy. I feel so sick. She started crying. I said, that's just what I need. I said, you know what? Can you pause that? Daddy's about to go to work. Just think about She's someone else from yourself. Go and do, 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 do jokes about you. Yeah, how about you being a prick? And you've just given me more mm-hmm. material here. But no, you feel about it. Then the next morning, she's such a dork. She's like, no, listen, are you well enough to go to school? And she's like, I don't want to miss school, Daddy. I love school. Like, Nerd. What a great action. 
Yeah, but no, like the other morning, she got up and uh, in the morning, like usually to try to manage time, I put like a wee, their, their tablets on when they're having their breakfast. So they like watch chipmunks or something and I'll go and do a wash. I'll get the stuff together for them and gather that and that's distracted. She's like, Daddy, can I do maths instead? And yeah, just give her a wee maths book. Hey, so this, kid's gonna, yeah. this kid's going to... Start start earning. Yeah, I'm I'm thinking like Jerry McElroy. I'm like, how can I start to yeah. profit off this little kid? Of I have mine? a nephew. He played against Aston Villa last week in England. Oh, nice. He's in the Cork City Football Academy, and he went and he played against Aston Villa in Birmingham on a, on a bit of a tour they had. And I rang my brother and I went, "Well, how did he get on?" He went, uh, first game against Birmingham, played half game. He's a goalie. Uh, played half game, uh, did really well. Some good saves, good distribution. Second game against Aston Villa, led in three goals. Mm-hmm. But did well. He's not tall enough for the goal. Like yeah. it's not really he can do. And I said, well, "How's he developing?" He went, "Oh Jesus!" My brother was like, "Oh Jesus!" If he still enjoys it, he's, my brother's like, "Oh look, just let him enjoy it." You know, uh-huh. it works out, works out. And then I was talking to someone else, and went, "You know, man's doing well." And they were looking. He goes, "Man, man, fucking five years time now, he could fucking mm-hmm. pay the mortgages off." Yeah. <laughs> like, you, know, like, you don't obviously want to look at it like that. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? But you're, in the head, you're like, oh, "Imagine if this actually worked out." Like yeah. one kid out of two kids out of every hundred, like get it, like you know. What yeah. Because I mean? that was it. Like that is the investment. Like you look at Rory. You know, his dad was like getting them chipping in the on the the late, late show, chipping balls into the. Was dad apparently? Was dad apparently working the pub? Yeah. At, to get extra shifts so he could pay. Yeah. Imagine being Rory McIlroy's brother and what you do, mm-hmm. working spar. Yeah, but you know, you know be, something like that, like. But it would be worse if Rory uh, made it, and then it was like, it's not my, it's not your money, Dad. Look, chill out. Yeah. <laughs> it's mine. He's like, oh no, but I went through. You may get a few extra shifts. Oh, I'd say Rory McIlroy yeah. sorted out. <laughs> yeah. Not really. No, he's a good guy. He's Have you met guy. him? Yeah. I have all right. He was a couple of years below me in school. So did you see him a lot? Yeah, there was a funny story about Rory in, a, in school getting a, det- a detention because he told the careers teacher he wanted to be a golfer, and she went, "That's no career, and that's stupid. Wise up." And then there he is. He's like, "What was he like in school?" Well, I think he, I think he left when he was sixteen to go and pursue this hobby of his. And uh, that worked out. Yeah, but but I don't think I think it was one of those ones that everybody knew he was a prodigy. You know, everyone knew he was. There was something. Special there was there. something, and like my school was very. Very, uh, it was it was it was a proper it's a proper grammar school where you want to be a lawyer you want to be a doctor you want to so people like myself just are there for the crack you're there you're there you know when yeah. you're there for the uh, diversity yes I'm just there to sort of make the quota up you know right. look look we do have wrongings yeah. as well and then but I think we're Rory because he wasn't maybe academically pushing himself because he was looking to do something else they they didn't know how to cope with that like again I left the school haven't had a great time loved it loved being at school. But I left wanting to go on and study criminology. What like there was no development of me as a as a person because I never like as a person yes, but as a student nah because I you know this if if I could have gone down to the vocation that I'm at now or done some sort of creative writing or something they're like no you have to go and you have to do a proper job you got to be smart you know you have to be a student you got to yeah. be a lawyer you got to be a scientist and I had single award science you know what I mean it's like what was I gonna do so. I don't think I'll ever be in the Hall of Fame in my school, but you know, well, you you've turned but, out all right. Then. Yeah, we've done all right. Speaking of, last time you were on the podcast, we just did a chat. That was the nature of the podcast. Now I've got segments because okay, let's do. we've had you've given off. We've had it about the uh, the we've the the motivational speakers nice and the like. Chat. So now a segment that we like to do. Um, I'll let you do this, and then we'll get a couple of questions, and then you must leave because it's that time. Oh so. yeah, I need to leave. Yeah. But we'll get you to do this phone call first. So the gist of the phone call is you will ring places right. and you will you will I will give you a character, right? So that you need to listen, this is your character now. 
you're going to phone a place. Today it's going to be a gym, okay? Yeah. And what you're going to do is basically let them know that you're new to the area. So you've okay. just moved in. And it's very important that you let them know that you're keen to show people what you're about in the area. No one knows what it is you're about, but you're keen to show them. So in the gym, I want to join a gym. I, I do a bit of bodybuilding, a bit of weightlifting. I want to come in yeah. and show you what I'm about. Yeah, um, show the people of your new area, not even just the gym, the wider say community. Like, am I alright to come the in there in, what, what, are the, what is it, vests? Yeah, well, no, so are, you allowed, are you allowed to work out topless and vests so what, and stuff? Yeah, you're, all, you're very pumped. I want you to say you're pumped up, you like pumping, pumping's a big thing for you. Um, say you're probably the most pumped in your town, do you know Cork? Okay. And see if they're aware of Cork, and you want to stand out in London, that's where you're phoning. You hate vests, or you hate sleeves. So you hate sleeves. It's just a thing. You, you're allergic to sleeves if you want. You love vests. If you can put a bit of oil in the arms too to show them Are off. Are you blocking your number here? That's good. No, yeah. No, you have to block your number because I'm showing you on the... So I have to ring for my number? Yeah, but you have to you have to block the number. So How do I block my number? Let's see. What sort of... Go to your, like, hide your... You can do a 141, can't you? No, settings, isn't it? Yeah, and then, like, do it through there. And I want you to... How do I do it? The gym has to make you a promise, Okay. So you have to promise I that... I can't do this, mate. They can guarantee that you sustain a serious pump. And can you promise that you'll you'll do that? Where is... And if you're struggling, you know what? Here, you know what? I will, I'll tell you what I'll do. I will send you my wee list, all right? And you can have it on your phone. You can ring them on my phone. Does that sound better? Is that all right, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you ring them on your phone. So here's your, here's your list of uh, buzzwords. Let's see. Fire this over to you now. Right, there we go. There's your your list of, of, of things to follow. Let me just get my um na 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 Where are you? No, I can't find it. There you are phone, phone, phone. Show my caller ID off. Right. Fuck me. Let's do it. <laughs> What's the gym called? Uh, we we'll can't not, say. We'll not say, but we'll just phone it. And it's quite like a, it's a private member's gym. So you just, and make sure at the start you're saying, I'm looking, I'm making a few inquiries. Hi, uh, good afternoon. I'm just ringing because um, I'm just ringing around looking to see is it possible to inquire about joining up and, and stuff like that. I'm kind of keen to show people what I'm about and stuff. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so all of our tours, and I can't actually discuss any prices okay. or things with you, unfortunately. Everything has to go through Dal. Yeah, she's our um, membership manager. Um, if you'd like, I can give her, give you her email address, and you're more than welcome to email her. Yeah. Chat, but kind of all I can really do for you. No, there's no, no, no worries. I'm just no because I'm just kind of like moved uh, to that area, and uh, I'm just curious because it's certain gyms. Like I do, I must. This is going to sound like pretty silly, but like um, okay. I used to do a bit of bodybuilding. And um, okay, I yeah. do. I used to do competitions back in Ireland in Cork and stuff. Where I'm from. And okay. um, do you guys? How are you, is that gym like? Because is that gym suited to that type of lifting, or are you more of a casual gym um, and stuff like like you know? You know the way some gyms can be very. They can be very one yeah, way. Do you know what I mean? Like because I wear vests uh, I and need stuff. I probably pass you on to the gym. 
Um, and then can we answer all the questions? So I'm okay. not too sure in depth about the equipment, that's all. Yeah. Um, cool, cool. Yeah. Do you want me to do that? Yeah, cool. Cheers. I'm pumped for it. Yeah, I'm already pumped. Thank yeah, you so yeah, much. Sure. Right, you need to talk more about being pumped, wanting to be pumped. You want your arms, you hate sleeves, you want to wear vests, the oil. Yeah, you can do it, you can do it. Just go for it once the answer on mute. So yeah, I'm just pretty pumped up. Can you guarantee that I'll sustain a serious pump? <laughs> and then I want you to ask the guy what his criteria is, like what's your, what's your experience? Because I'm pretty pumped. <laughs> and then, yeah. Oh, you're on mute. You're all right. Yeah, they can't hear you until they, they pick up. Hopefully they will. What's the name of the chip? I don't even know. But see if they don't answer in 10, we're going to have to ditch and go try it to another gym. Talk about being seriously pumped. Let's give them a 10 second countdown. 10. 9. Hi, so they had a quick chat with the gym and they said that they're, I mean, they have equipment for heavy lifting and all those yeah. things. Yeah. Um, Unfortunately, I can't really tell you more you have to book a tour to kind of cool. have a look and see if it's appropriate so I'm happy to give you an email address if you like yeah cool yeah cool 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 so um, you do a lot of heavy lifting there and it's okay to come in like and pump all those irons you will have to book a, a tour yeah to cool cool yeah I underappreciate that I'll contact her okay. yeah thank cheers you thank you bye right, bye <laughs> Dude, I don't. I can't do it, mate. <laughs> that was very fun. Look, look how anxious you are. Can't do it. Oh, it's so much fun. <laughs> do you want to do another one? No. <laughs> we, I yeah. actually wrote down her fucking yeah. email address <laughs> as if I was going to email her. <laughs> You're going to have to email her now. Follow it up. I'll delete it. I'm just looking to get seriously pumped uh, and show people what you're about. <laughs> it's awkward, isn't it? Oh, dummy, do one. Same thing, different gym. Yeah, you do one. <laughs> just see how how it goes if they do. Oh, and then we'll do, we've got questions. Thank you for calling. To help us direct your call, please choose one of the following options. To speak to our reception team at Marleybone, please press one. Okay, we'll do if that. Let's see. So. Georgie, how can I help you? Hi, I'm just um, looking to inquire. I'm just new to the area and uh, I'm looking to scout out some new places to, to work out, really, and seeing kind of what you've got going. Yeah, yeah amazing. Um, do you want me to transfer you over to someone from the membership team and they can talk to you? Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, thank you. Just give me one second. What was your name? Sorry? What was your name? Dino. Dino. Give me one second, Dino. Go ahead. I've come from Ireland, uh -huh. you know, Northern Ireland. Yeah. Spent a bit of time inside. Come yeah. out. I've had to relocate. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> hi, Dino. Are you there? Yes, hi. How are you? Yeah, I'm just going to transfer you over now. Okay, thank you. Hello, how are you? I was just speaking to your colleague there, just um, about possibly getting a 
a few queries answered about the gym. I'm just new to the area. I'm from Belfast, and I'm just trying to show people really what I'm about, you know, and just get in and get into the community and stuff. And yeah, I'm just seeing what the, the crack is. I didn't, I didn't get to, what, what is your name, please? My name's Dino. Dino. Yeah. Dino. My name is. The membership team. So, hey, hey, what are you looking for in terms of training? Is it uh, we just need a place to train? Do you need personal training? Do you need classes? What do you like to do? Uh, well, I'm I'm pretty much into my training. You know, I'm quite I'm quite a big guy. I was I was in a place where I was getting the workout sort of every day there for the last eight years, and um, I've just moved over to London from from Belfast. I'm trying to you know fit in. I've just had to kind of move here. You know, not I don't want to go into too many details, but it's not really my choice. But mm-hmm. I'm just looking to get in, get in somewhere, and just lift yeah, weights, sure. you know. Just get because I'm okay. I'm big. I'm about you know 120 kg. Um, I'm big in my lifting, squats, deadlifts, hack squats, you know that kind of okay. thing. I just want to keep getting bigger if possible. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah, you definitely have all of that. So you have lifting platforms, all the all the free weights that you can use. It can be XR as well. Just so you can understand what our club um, is about, I can just yeah. give you a quick uh, a quick. Um, view of, of what we offer do you, so we, we sorry have, do you need to know what I'm about as well say again sorry do you guys need to know what I'm about no no absolutely not alright okay no sorry bit, uh, no, cool. no no absolutely not I just need to understand what is it that you are looking for in terms of training just to make yeah. sure that you inquire with the right place and everything that you need PBs really else. I'm looking yes. it's personal best deadlifts things like that you know yeah, perfect. Yeah. So if, if there's something that you need, just general uh, weightlifting and, and weight training, then we have all of that uh, in the gym to go for that. When are you looking to start, ideally? And how many members do you have sort of in the gym? Is it? We don't have a number of members to give you. All okay. I can tell you is that we're still accepting your members. I don't okay. have a number to give you. Do you accept the member? Yes. Say again, sorry? Do you accept the member, a new member? Uh, yes, so so at the moment we have new applications for members. The reason okay. why we work the way is because we have limited capacity. So we, know, we okay, sometimes okay. have waiting lists. At the moment we have waiting lists for some of our options, such yeah. as a student one. For all the other options, there's still slots available. So uh, it shouldn't be a problem at all. Okay. Uh, but so you you have a limited capacity? Do you? We do. Yes, we have limited capacity because I don't believe in that, man. You know, I think cap- I I don't believe. Per- like I personally, I look to just go past capacity if that's possible in the gym. I keep lifting, keep putting the weights on, put the plates on, and go for PBs. Mm-hmm. No, that, sh- that shouldn't be a problem. Uh, that shouldn't be a problem at all. So, when are you looking to start? And is, is, is it beneficial for you to come and have a look at this space? Or is that a part of the... Um, I need to just check with my probation, or my, my wife, to see if I can get in next week sometime. But at the minute, um, I'm not sure on timings. Really? Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. So just to give you an idea, we have pretty much everything that we described in terms of um, equipment that you need uh, to train. When you come in and see the club, you'll, you'll make sure that you have everything that you need. Just to give you yeah. um, an understanding of our memberships look like, we have memberships that go on a monthly basis mm-hmm. or on an um, annual basis. The monthly memberships, they start at £210 per month, two one zero. Okay. Uh, for full access then we have also option to go for something that is an annual membership that works out slightly cheaper see the full okay. access does that mean can you go to the kitchen and stuff with full access can you see like, can you use the kitchen facilities if you full access to the club or is that yeah you could if you had a kitchen but we don't, we don't have one so uh, I'm not sure how do I'm you not sure exactly what you're referring to see again sorry how do you, do you have anything if members want to feed themselves uh, yeah well, so inside inside the club we have joined the juice Oh, juice? Join the juice, the, the, the cafe. I don't know if, you, if you're familiar. So you have something oh, that yes. you look into. Do they have proteins? They do, yes. Do they, have, do they sell steaks? 
They do. I'm, I'm pretty sure they do. Yes, I'm pretty sure they do. I'm not entirely sure okay. what they what they have on their menu. Can I yeah. can I actually get an email address even just because I'm feeling like I'm interested, but I just have a, a list of things, and rather than keeping you here wasting your time, I'd like to just maybe put it in writing to just say like I need, you know, squat hack squats. I need at least maximum 400 kg plates for deadlifting okay. and things like that. If I put that in email, you know, it's possible. What do you mean? What do you mean? Put any more police equipment than we have? Yeah, no, I just I I, I, I need no, I I need to tell you what I need. You know, I need to. I see. I have, I have a list, okay. so I don't want to just you know make things awkward or strange. I just want to tell you what I need, and then no, no, I can do so that no, email. That's probably the best way. So you are on the, on the same page. Yeah. So what's uh, what's your um? You can email me. Okay, I actually don't have a pen or a paper here, but could I give you my email what's, address? What's your email? Yeah, of course yeah. I can. What's your email address, please? My name is Dino seven eight one two at hotmail.com D for Delta E for Echo N for November O for Oscar yeah is that correct yeah and Se- the number what was the number that you said after Dino sorry 7187 7187 yeah no 7127 okay. sorry sorry 7137 37 yeah okay one. got it yeah that should be us it you said hotmail or gmail hotmail or gmail I've got two which one are, which one are you giving me hotmail because I am going to be a hot meal when I join this gym, that's for sure. Say again, sorry. I will. Oh, I, I made a joke of saying I, I would. I would be a hot meal if I joined the, the gym. It was just a silly gym joke. Sorry. <laughs> I hope that's the case. Uh, right. So is hotmail.co.uk or hotmail.com. Com. Please. Hotmail.com. Perfect. Yeah. So what I'll do is I'll send you a quick email just to um, at least describe what sort of membership options we have. Yeah. Uh, private. Please feel free ideally. to ask any questions that you might have. We just go from there. Okay. okay. We can arrange a time for next week if you think it's, it's suitable for you. Okay. Um, or, yeah. And you just go from there. That's okay. Great. Thank you. Cheers, mate. Thank you so much for your time. Bye. You, you too. Bye. Oh, there we go. Hey, if I couldn't listen to that. No. <laughs> he is <laughs> fucking. Nut- I couldn't. I couldn't cope with that. Yeah. Um. He yeah. drove him. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, I want to lift. Like, he, he goes, what do you want to do? PBs. Personal best. We're back. You didn't I, hear that I bit found of, that very difficult did to you, listen did you hear it was the, so awkward. Did you hear the bit at the end? Yeah. He was like, what's your email address? I was like, oh, it's Dino6182 at hotmail.com. He goes, what was that? It is D, is it Dino7143. just kept changing the numbers. <laughs> <laughs> But he knew. Listen, Andrew, sit down two minutes, close the door over. A couple of quick questions, then I'll let you go. Is yeah. that all right? The people have been in touch. They want to know what's happening with you. Oh, my God, I feel bad. That poor man's taking, taking a lot of time out of his day to talk to We need to, to make sure that this man's identity is protected as well. Yes, it'll be protected. And if it's not, we're done. Not cool. We're done. We're done. <laughs> you all right there? Are you okay? listen to that, you, man. No, you're okay. Let's see. Um... Ask me questions. Andrew, have you heard any more back from the airline regarding the late flight to London a few weeks back when you got, got off? Also, um, what price increase has fucked you off the most lately? Okay. Um, uh, EasyJet rejected my claim because they said I didn't land in London, so therefore I wasn't on the flight, so how could I be delayed? So I've disputed it with the Aviation Centre, so I'm actually in a, in, a, in a claim process at the moment. So you can't discuss it legally? It. Joe wants to know which... Uh, Irish household names are you most surprised that are largely unknown in NI? Um, like heck, no, no, not just general names. Like people who are household names in oh. the Republic, like Hector, the two Johnnies, yeah. George Hamilton, John Creedon. Um, like Ryan Tuberty, people wouldn't know up here. Really. Yeah. What was the deal with him? Is he a wee bit under a cloud he's at the minute? Gone. No, no, he just 
no resigned and RT had a bad financial situation they didn't manage their money right and obviously you know it's fucking toxic in there. he's taking it to the bank Turberty he's earned what he's earned it's his yeah. business he's good, he was good though wasn't he you get what you can negotiate like it's not a yeah oh, you know what I'm looking to negotiate everyone does that in life so I wouldn't really blame him I'm looking to negotiate some PBs so I'll let you go and I'll get to the gym do some pumping myself That's and you can go to sleep absolutely wild I yeah. can't believe that happened that happened there man I was mental <laughs> I don't think I've ever had a reaction like that so I just want to leave I just find just stuff go. like that awkward because like, <laughs> it's just like it's just awkward mate uh, so, anyway, anyway, where can people find you if they don't already know? Which I'm sure they're Corbett welcome. Our podcast, Q Radio, and at Andrew Ryan Comedy on tour later in and the generally year. Hollywood around Hollywood. And just if you're looking some coffee to coffee shops sitting on my yeah. own on a laptop. Oh, what about are we old coffee shops shutting down? Shame. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, coffee, onwards. All the best. We wish you well. Slot. Take care. That was great. Well, come back and look down here. I'm the slack guy.